Welcome to Conspiracy of Light, a podcast about Babylon 5. This time around, we're talking about the ending episode of Season 1 of Babylon 5, Chrysalis. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joined by my co-host, Josue Cardona. Hello. And... uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to piece together our understanding of chrysalis, which is, let's just be honest, it's a mind fuck. <laughs> not not only that, right? So, so let's be completely honest. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've listened this far, and you've joined us on this journey. And uh, I think it's important that you know this is the third time we've tried to record this episode. Uh, well, second that we've been speaking, but yeah. True, true, true. But like the last time. Uh, I had watched it just before, so I was, it was fresh yep. in my mind. It is not fresh in my mind right now, but it's I have not seen fresh it in my mind right now either. But I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I've seen it multiple times. So I think this is good because it it wraps up the season, and and we can kind of look back on that, and and yeah. So like let's 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 get into it. Well, I mean, there's so there's so much going on here. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. Ju- I'll just kind of like quickly stream of consciousness throw out the things that i remember and we can go from there so there is the situation with the lynn who's been building this strange edifice in her in her um in her quarters from the beginning since the beginning of the season she's been building this thing oh that's a good point you know this has been kind of okay. in the background going on all along and we just had no reason to believe that anything weird was going on because it just looked like some kind of weird Minbari meditation sort of thing going on. Wait, wait, wait. Is this confirmed that this is like it was being built over the course yes. of the series? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So you've seen her several times yeah. going in and putting pieces on this thing. Yeah. But now now we see it almost completely built up and she's just kind of finishing it up. Um so there's that. So so um so let's stay on this. Was it okay. in the episode before? Where she refused to take over the council? Um, that was the previous it, one. That right? was when she got the triluminary, which is the triangular piece that's going to go into this structure. But was that, that in the previous ultimately episode? Ultimately, makes or? it work. Was that, that wasn't this? the previous episode? That was several episodes ago. Okay. 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 Uh, that okay. was the one where uh, Delenn is called away by the Gray Council, right? And actually, she's going there to kind of explain her position of, on things exactly but on several occasions we've seen her building this so in that episode they asked her to lead the great council she turned yes. it down and she said that uh she believed that prophecy had a better role for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. apparently someone there agreed yes and so in this episode before she like she's building that thing but then she also she goes and meets with uh, what's his name? The Vorlon. Uh, yes, Kosh. She Kosh. goes to meet with Kosh. Right, right. Actually, super- she didn't go to meet with Kosh, right? Lanier went to meet with Kosh. Um, no. No, no, no. Right. no. So he, he shows up and says, Yes. Um, Kosh, uh, like Ambassador Kosh agreed to speak with you. She's like, oh, okay, great. Yes, okay. okay. And then he goes and he flashes her. 
<laughs> That's a way to put it. <laughs> right. She sees what no one else can see. But like, I, I think it's funny because he opens his robe and then like a flash of light pops up. So he flashes. Yeah, he really Get does it. flash her. I never Get even it. thought about it. It just kind of. <laughs> she saw what a Vorlon looked like underneath the suit. She saw something, right? I don't know. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. They, they don't tell us anything. It was a very uh, shrouded in mystery. Very shrouded in mystery, just a, as as Vorlons tend to be. <laughs> yeah, it was a, like a cryptic conversation, and it was like she needed to see this thing. And after she sees it, we like we don't know anything about it. And she talks to, um, or she she gets the message out to Sinclair that she needs to talk to him. Yes, and so many other things are happening that Sinclair never gets there. By the time he shows up in her room, uh, um, Lanier's like, "It's you're too late. It's too late. You can't talk to her. So like, we didn't even get to have the conversation that they were leading up to. And to be clear, this is the season finale. This is yes. after we saw like future Sinclair, right, in a previous episode mm-hmm. where it was obviously Delenn that was with him. <laughs> And all these things that are like building up and you're like, okay, so we're going to get some answers. No answers. No nothing. answers. More questions because she's not even, when, when, the Lanier, when, uh, when Lanier tells him like, you know, like you're too late and Sinclair looks at her, that's the titular chrysalis, right? She's like in a cocoon. Yeah, she's in a cocoon. You can kind of vaguely see a little bit of movement. But she, um, yeah, you can see that she's in there, but yeah. she's in a cocoon. That's and, the and, end of the Delenn story. Nothing happened. <laughs> or at least no answers. We didn't get any answers. No answers, just more questions. Right? No, Oof. more questions. Lanier's yeah. crying and she is in a cocoon and nobody knows what the hell to do about this. <laughs> didn't Oof. know that you were a butterfly, you know? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And I think Sinclair says something like, um, like, like a cocoon? Like, what is, like, what is she? Like, she's... She's changing, right? I think Lanier says, and she's like, changing into what? We do not know. Like, or we'll soon find out, something like that. Right. End scene. <laughs> End season. <laughs> so just a little bit of background. Uh, that device that she used to become in a cocoon mm-hmm. is not a Membari device. Is that what the what Kosh gave her, maybe? I'm not sure Kosh gave it to her, but it, mm-hmm. it, the... The triluminary is something that came from an ancient race of some sort. Mm, okay, okay. So oh, it's, this is it's technology that is used. not necessarily Membari technology. They are using the technology, or she is using the technology for the purposes that it, it's it's being put out for. But there's no clear explanation of what a triluminary is, what it does, and and why she's going through this strange chrysalis. They said something about it because the guy from the the Great Council who gave it to her said like you like you'll put it to better use than we will. He did say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, so mystery. I, my who background knows? mind, I'm just kind of guessing. Okay, they know there's some kind of weird prophecy in which somebody goes into some kind of situation with the triluminary. I don't know how much they know about what is happening. Except that this is this is the prophecy. This is the thing we're supposed to do. This is the thing we've been waiting on forever. Hmm. 
And of course, those people in the Great Council are, well, why can't you let prophecy just take care of itself and you come and join us here? Yeah. And then you're back at that chicken and egg kind of thing where like, do is prophecy still prophecy if I, I actively pursue it? Or is it only prophecy if it happens to me? Yeah. Have no idea what the answer to that question is. Neither do I. <laughs> and no So we got the chrysalis pre- going on. Yes. So that's that's it, right? That's the whole Delenn. That's, that's the whole Delenn story right there. Just and the fact that, that uh, Sinclair didn't get a chance to talk with her before before yeah. she went in. Right. So so why was he so busy? Uh, I remember an assassination plot, which started yes. with a worker from like the uh, I forget, I forgot what are what are they called? They're like the maintenance workers on the ship. One of them gets murdered. Yes, and yeah. well, no, it was somebody from down below that got murdered. Right, right, right. Exactly. Oh, um, right, right. Because I guess he was he was doing some maintenance work because it was a way to get money. You know, he's living in this kind of like rundown place down below in the bottom of the station, and I guess he was working with, you know. Garibaldi had said, you know, he had some problems, but he was he was getting it back together and I was feeling pretty good for him. And he and, and then, he was working as an informant for Garibaldi. Ultimately, yeah. And yeah. and then so he he says something to Garibaldi. He says at, they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna kill, kill him. him. Yeah. Kill who? Right. We don't know at that time. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah, and so Garibaldi goes searching and trying to find answers. Yep. And then it was somebody uh, on the security staff yep. that, that killed the guy. It was a cover-up to cover up a, a – was it a bomb? It was a bomb, right? It was to cover up the – well, for Babylon 5, he was covering up the fact that there were signal jammers for mm, the presidential right, right. gold line. Right, right. Or I think it's gold line. But anyway, it's 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 meant to I guess it was on Babylon five because Babylon five has some kind of relay station to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, this guy, mm-hmm. this that Garibaldi's aide, he's also been planted throughout the season, um, as someone that maybe we thought was gonna be, you know, just a side character or nobody really big or nobody important. Just mm-hmm. kind of one of Garibaldi's right hand men. And mm-hmm. Now, of course, we see here's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Stab in the back. Yeah. A knife in the dark. And there's the there's a news report about um, President Santiago is going to he's he's on going a goodwill tour, right? And he's going to, to Mars. Mars. Yeah. And the vice president. Got a tummy ache, so you can't go with them. Conveniently left. Wah, wah, wah. Left Earth Force <laughs> One. Yeah. Uh, which I... is the ship that the president is traveling around in. Yep. And then... And just after he left, once, once he's away and happy and safe, boom. President's dead. So, so uh, I, I do want to... I think it's funny. I, I joked around about this earlier in the season, but they always talk about... President Luis Santiago, and they mm-hmm. never showed him. Nope. He lived and died through 22 episodes, and they never hired an actor for him. And the nope. vice president, who uh, became president immediately after the president, uh, the president's ship exploded, he has an actor. Uh, 
he's white. The other one was Latino. I'm just bringing that up. I don't know what's yeah. going on there. No, it, it's uh, <laughs> Santiago. It, it's very clear. <laughs> and so that guy's like, oh, yeah, no, you know, I'm going to do my best to to make sure that Santiago's vision is seen, you know, seen through. Yeah. But, but the whole thing is suspicious. Do they confirm that they don't actually confirm that the vice president was behind the cover up no, on the assassination, confirm it. right? Yeah. It it's just that it it seems convenient. It's, it's heavily implied. <laughs> and let's also add, you know, that uh uh the way that Straczynski filmed it, he made sure that the swearing in was almost scene for scene similar to the swearing in of Lyndon Johnson. Hmm. After hmm. JFK's death. Hmm. Interesting. Because JFK was assassinated. Yes. Huh. Also, uh, we forgot to mention that while Garibaldi is investigating the signal jammers and the stuff, he gets attacked and he's in a coma. Yes, he's in a coma at the end of the episode. So we've lost Garibaldi for the moment. In a coma. And we've lost the president. Dead. And then with... With the swearing in of the vice president, um, the 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 ISN news station says basically he said he was going to continue the work of Luis Santiago, but he said he was going to focus on Earth and um, uh, kind Make of Earth bring, great again. Is that uh, it? <laughs> it was it felt very similar to that <laughs> in in terms of the way that he was speaking about it. it. It oh, and immigration was the other issue that he was he was concerned about. So focusing on earth and focusing on the immigration policies. Yeah. Sounds far too familiar to too many political situations that we're dealing with or have dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's all this stuff going on. This is huge. Yep. Um, no, uh, the other thing I remembered was <laughs> I, the episode opens with Sinclair and oh, his girlfriend's name. I forgot her name. Uh, uh, if you hadn't told me, if you hadn't said it, I might could come. It's it's not. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, I, don't, I got nothing. It's all my fault. I'm so sorry. <laughs> your memory is, <laughs> is as bad as mine. That's, that's my first go to. This is your fault, <laughs> not me. I was fine until Hostway came along. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he uh, Sinclair proposes to her at the beginning of the episode, or they agree to get married, right? He does. Yeah. Yeah. He, um. Yeah. He he does it in like this almost like awkward, lackluster kind of way. In the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. And and I mean, that's just one of the things that happens in the episode. It's like it didn't go anywhere. I don't think she shows up again. <laughs> well, no, he invites Garibaldi mm-hmm. and Ivanova out to dinner. Oh, right, right. And it he tells explains them. to yeah. them that they are gonna get married. And then the very end of the episode she's there. Okay. She's there with him. They're they're sitting there and he says every nothing nothing will ever be the same. Right, right, right. The episode the episode opens with them together and ends with them together. Yes. Right, right, right. So it's pretty much the last thing you see in the episode is Sinclair stating nothing's ever going to be the same again. Yep. Did anything else well, happen? Holy crap, no doubt. I mean, we've seen all these transitions and all this craziness. It's just kind of ridiculous. And, you know, the the uh, 
the aide is watching over Garibaldi. No one knows. That's true. That's true. So he's just kind of like in the in the infirmary with Garibaldi, just constantly keeping an eye on him, which is just creepy as hell. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now we know this is the turncoat who's going to, you know, probably kill him if he wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, craziness. I know. Well, I think I think that's it, right? As far as like, things that happened, <laughs> that that that's the story. Yeah. Um. So so that's one hell of a season finale. Uh, it is. It lot. the first time I, first time I saw it, it floored me. But of course, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, it's a cliffhanger. It's a. It's definitely a cliffhanger episode. So oh, many we're dangling missing threads. one important piece to our discussion here. Mm, what What did we miss? Londo. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> the ten thousand Narn that died. Yeah, I forgot about yes, that. Yes, the ten thousand um, Narn that died. Yeah. So we missed a small detail. Uh, after <laughs> Mr. After you, Morden sir. After comes, <laughs> he comes to Londo, and he says, uh, "You know, I understand you've got a problem in in quadrant." Whatever the quadrant is, you've got a problem. And um, he says, we can take care of that for you. And Londo, I don't even know if Londo ever said, yes, go ahead and do that on oh, my so, behalf. So so before before Vorden shows up, we see Jakar and Londo arguing about this and yes. basically threatening each other. And Londo is just furious and and conveniently this call comes in right it's like hey let's meet yep. i got you i can take care of it you know and then you yep. just owe me a favor and he's like okay yeah take care of it he does like he does agree but vorden doesn't tell him what he's gonna do he just says i can help you with this he's like all right you've helped me in the past we okay then let's do it i don't know if he ever says okay let's do it but oh, he just kind of i'm pretty sure like morton he does yeah. morton says you know your name will be spoken at the highest levels in Centauri. Um, and uh, this this is this is a thing we can take care of for you. And basically, it was some kind of, I think it was some kind of disagreement over a space that they were holding yeah. that was previously Narn-owned and was now owned by Centauri. Mm-hmm. And Centauri was going to basically say, you know what, you can have it back. We're not going to fight on this. Or and before he even relays that message to the Narn, to anyone, to the council, that's when Morden comes in and says, "Hey, I can take care of this for you. Meet me in the meet me in the garden," which is crazy because they're out in this like almost like catacomb like area. Yeah, um, like a hedge maze or something is what it looks like. Yeah, he comes in and out of the bushes like that, like that um, Homer Simpson. Meme? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of a field of dreams almost also. <laughs> Just kind of there. And and the way it's resolved, like we see the battle. We see a battle, right? It's a it's like an isn't it We see nothing but rampant destruction. There is no battle. There is an immediate just destruction of everything in that sector. But I thought that was an invisible ship. Yes. There is, right? Okay, okay. Yes. I was like, am I confusing this with something else? <laughs> no, it just comes out of the blue, wipes yep. everything out with a solid ray, yep. and then leaves. Yep. You're right. I guess, yeah, that's not a battle. It's a massacre. 
Yeah, it really so, was. I mean, a battle indicates that they even knew what was going on, but the, by yeah. the time they knew what was going on, it was too late. And obviously, they they only killed Narn, so it was, you know, it was it was again implied. I th- or or I don't know if yeah. it's confirmed. I forgot all of this happened in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then of course this led to nothing because this episode just ended with no resolution of anything. We don't know what's going to come of that. Jakar was like, you know, like you're going to pay for this. You you've gone too far. And Londo's like, "Uh, what? What just happened? That's not what I agreed to. That's not what I thought right. was going to happen." So he's he's obviously um there's definitely some regret <laughs> uh, on yeah, his behalf. You can behalf. see kind of there's a heart to Londo. I mean, he's like, yeah, they're annoying, but I wasn't expecting this. There's 10,000 dead. And then Morton says, they're Narns, Malari. What do you care? Yeah. Yeah. 10,000, 100,000? The point is, you're back on top. Yeah. I mean, like, we know that Londo was uh, a fighter pilot, so maybe he just, like, he understands there's senseless killing you know it's like a war yeah. it's like oh i don't know but yeah so then like we don't know what the giant ships were we don't know what the ramifications of this are we don't know what mm-hmm. jakar is cooking up we don't know what londo's gonna do about it we don't know anything because this episode ends with no answers <laughs> but i have to point out there's just like there's mm-hmm. just this mm-hmm. huge conflict in londo on yeah. the one hand i'm being lauded and treated as um you know, someone who can solve problems. And on the other hand, I've been complicit in the death of thousands. And you massacre, can see it yeah, in his yeah. face. He does a really good job emoting all of this stuff while he's talking to Morden yeah. and, and the way he responds to everything. Yep. Now, Morden, we see Morden, I guess, conferring with someone. Mm-hmm but we don't really see the someone that he's conferring with. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's sitting there and he seems to have a conversation with something. Yeah. Something in the room with him. Yep. And like Sinclair wasn't even aware of that stuff, I don't think. Nope. (laughs) No, this is all kind of... All happening at the same time, but all kind of unbeknownst to each yeah. group as to what's really happening. Well, you know what? Actually, Sinclair was overseeing the the argument at the beginning. So I, I just don't remember if someone came to him later and told him what happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine that at the end when he's talking to uh, his fiance, whose name we can't remember, that's among the list of things <laughs> where he's like, everything is different now. Like, we we... The Narn and, and the the Membari did not like get along, but they weren't like massacring each other. That hadn't happened right. in a while, and now that's like that's one hell of a declaration of war. Yes, but the thing is, Jakar doesn't know it's connected to Londo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he so he suspects it. He he tells him as much. But there's no way to prove that because no one's. Well, saw he what says, the, the the Centauri don't have the the firepower for this. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't so he, he say does something not... like, "I know you're behind this. I know, I know the Membari behind this," and and he leaves. Yeah, I I, I think um, so. I don't remember him saying that he knew that they were behind it, but 
I think he was like yelling at at Lando, like like I can't believe you did this. Like I know I don't know how you did it, but I know I know you're behind this, and I'm gonna prove it. And then stormed now's, off. Now's when I hate that I didn't just watch it before we talked. Me too. Maybe I'm making it up. I don't know. I don't know. Well, either way, you know, we've got a situation where everything's at this crossroads and we're just starting to see like all the pieces are falling apart of everything that we thought we knew. Yeah. That's over. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, in a way, yeah, some things. I and Morton, for, for whatever we can kind of surmise of him, he's kind of a devil's bargainer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I think throughout the entire season, there's been a lot of mystery, a lot of unanswered questions, and then this episode just added elements to it. Because basically, like, okay, it's like, oh, well, there's a new president. That's different. But now you added tension on top of something that was already very tense between the Minbari and the and the and the Narn. And then you added an extra element to Delenn where it's like she's transforming into what? Like what's going on? Like what does that have to do with anything? We don't know. And then uh the Garibaldi thing is just a I don't know, it's more like drama, right? Like he's just as much as we like him because we know him, he's just the right. security officer and Whoever the crime that was trying to be committed was committed. The and and like you know, if he died, he'd just be replaced by somebody else. So I don't know if there's so much gravity to that, more as like there's drama, like oh, <gasps> Garibaldi. Well, there, there is that. I mean, there's a sense that we've kind of become friends with Garibaldi and we know that he's part of the the like the primary three or four that run you know that run the station. So yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's there's that, but like as far as story, his his uh, being in a coma doesn't really change anything. It doesn't add an extra element. It doesn't like, it doesn't really change anything. It's just like at the end, you're like, oh, will he survive or won't he survive? If he doesn't, they just hire another security officer. True, true. It'd be like it'd be like uh, Lieutenant Commander um, Takashima. Right. Right. She just disappeared after the after the pilot, and then we we got Ivanova. Um, yep. Somebody's got to do that job. Somebody's gonna do it. Um, I mean, it would change if, like, in season two, the guy who almost killed him is now the new chief of security, and but like, but we don't know. Like, we don't know if anything has changed. There's potential for change. But again, it's like everything. There were all these mysteries at the uh, throughout the season, and now there's just added layers on top of it because really the tension between the Narn and the Mimbari, what's happened is that there's a there's another party involved. And there's we've already seen that there seems to be a power out there, right? Somebody's moving some pieces right. around. There's something going on. And we don't know like it's like, oh, they're super powerful. They're more powerful than than even the uh oh, I keep saying the Mimbari. The Mimbari Delen's the Mimbari, right? Dondo yes. is a uh, what is Centauri. Lando? Centauri, Centauri, right? Yeah, right, right, right. It's Centauri and the and the Narn who are fighting. I kept saying Mimbari. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So it's like it ended again. It's like it's a it's a it's a hell of a last episode. It's, yes, it's uh, it's 
Yeah. I, it just so, so I when ripped I, when you I, out of your seat, basically. Like, I was relaxed and now I'm not. So every... So the, the way that we've been doing this is I, I watch an episode and then we record. And then I don't watch the next episode until we're going to record yes. again. Yes. I didn't do that this time. The first time I, I watched Chrysalis, I immediately went into the second episode because it was so many unanswered questions, so many hanging threads. Even even just something basic like um like uh like Garibaldi in a coma. Like I just I just wanted to know, you know? I I wanted to see him I assume he's going to wake up, so I just wanted to see him wake up. I'm not saying what happens after, <laughs> but uh take Everything, I was very motivated to continue <laughs> and immediately watch the next episode. Yes. Which I, we will not I, talk I was about not now. as motivated as you, apparently, because I did not get up and go watch the next episode. Interesting, interesting. Well, I mean, you know what happens after, but, but I, I, do. I didn't. Uh, the next episode is called Points of Departure, and that, that's the beginning of season two. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm not going to comment the on after that. effects yeah. of all of this drama. <laughs> Yep, no comment on, <laughs> on season two, but but yeah. So that I think now we definitely covered everything that happened. Um, any thoughts on like the season as a whole? Uh, now that you've you've come back to it and, and rewatched it. Well, so what was the season called? The season was called uh, Signs and Portents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look back across the season, we are seeing kind of a. It's almost like. You know, in the same sense that Lynn is building this thing up in her room all throughout the season, Straczynski has been placing pieces on the board for us to see a better picture of what's really going on. And he's never said, here's the board. It's almost like we're still watching the game being set up. You know, I'm, I'm speaking a game metaphor because I'm thinking of chess, but um, it, it's all the pieces are in place now for something to really dramatic to happen. Not that dramatic things haven't happened. I mean, we saw the great machine um, in in the episode of Voice in the Wilderness. We saw the direction of Psychor. We we saw so much go on in in the little time that we had. And now, you know, if we look back at Signs and Portents itself. Uh, they mean the episode. The, mysterious... the episode yeah. of the title. Yeah. Yeah. This was when Morden first showed up. Mm, okay. So, um, I'm not so sure that the signs and portents episode really matches the season arc. But there's just been a lot going on. There's the politics between the Narn and the Centauri, and the attempts to keep everything at bay by the the council um we've we've seen kind of a a brief overlook of the politics and the world building but we still don't have a clue as to what is really going on i concur <laughs> and i yeah. think the whole ep- the whole season is a tease for the next season Okay. And ultimately okay. the five seasons, because there's a five-season arc. But the next season is, well, it's it's just, it's moving. The story moves. Got it. That's the best I can say. Okay. And the, we now have most of our understanding that we need in order to see that movement. Well, I, I like your 
um, I like the the analogy of the chessboard. It's like now all the pieces are on the board, and then next season we start to play. Yeah, it, it like feels that. like that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, I think there's still some characters to be introduced, but we we've almost got a complete chessboard. Yeah, yeah. So, when this episode came out in 1995, 1996, October 26th, 1994. Uh, so, back in 1994, on October 26th, you got yes. this episode, and you had to wait Right, you had to wait. Let me let me see when the first episode of season two aired. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. If the last episode, okay, so then the next episode aired November. What? What? It says here that it was that it aired on November second, nineteen ninety four. A week later. I think so, yeah. What? The first season ended? For sci-fi, then... if this is for sci-fi that I'm looking at, for sci-fi, it happened the day after. Wait, 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 wait. But, but, I mean, but it, uh, in 2001, <laughs> the whole series was done already. That doesn't, th- those dates don't really matter. Yeah, no, those dates don't really matter. Just, you're right. Fine, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but according to, according to Wikipedia, which I don't, I don't know how right it is or wrong, but, the last episode aired on October 26, 1994, and a week later, season two started. Well, that's not too bad. That's not that's, that's not, not too bad. That's not a wait. long time to wait, actually. Wait a minute. So October. So, but okay. Look what they did. So, episode twenty-one of season one aired on August seventeenth, and two months and a week later, they aired Chrysalis. Ah, so they they double billed Chrysalis and. Uh, points of departure. So if you're watching it back then, you weren't thinking of it as season one and season two. You were probably just like, we're, we're taking a break for two months and then we're coming back with like a two-parter. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, that is 22 episodes that, that were part of that first season. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just surprised by by, by, by all of this. Well, it, it doesn't help to... Well, anyway, the point I was going to make <laughs> was that the whole reason why we started doing this uh, now is because the show is on Amazon Prime, so it's easily accessible to many people. Uh, Amazon Prime is a is a streaming service. You know, you can uh, when when it started, you could only sign up per year, but now yeah. you can do Prime Video monthly. So if you wanted, you know, to just like tr- check it out for Babylon Five, you could do it. It's um, you know, it's it's like it's it's easily accessible. Yeah. Until. Yeah. <laughs> until i guess five days ago when we're recording this when it left amazon and is now nowhere on no streaming services so your only option is to buy the digital episodes um again this is in the u.s i don't know in other countries but in the u.s it's not available on any streaming service so you have to buy episodes on streaming like you can still go to amazon and buy the episodes but you can't, it's not included in your membership. You can buy it on Vudu, on iTunes, it's on multiple services where you can buy it. And a yes. channel, a new sci-fi channel called Comet, who I don't I don't know if this how long this channel is gonna last, but as of today, there's a new cable channel called Comet. And but it doesn't have any streaming options other than just the live 
channel. So yeah, so it's really basically a, a cable channel yeah. that's accessible by internet, but with nothing um, on demand. Nothing on demand, and they're they're basically starting Stargate. They're starting Babylon Five, and I think there's some other things. I think maybe Outer Limits was on there. Yeah, the day I turned it on, they were giving the original Godzilla movie. Ah, okay, okay, Kushida, yeah. So, I mean, the channel seems cool once it's on demand. I'd like to see the channel yeah. stick around, but I'm also kind of wary of channels now that that do that. I mean, I think CBS is doing it in a way that works because you can still stream it after it runs. But to have it just air once and then be gone yeah, yeah, is not going to be, especially for Babylon 5, it's not going to be helpful for those people who start in the middle. Yep, yep. They're going to be like, well, what happened? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could you could use your DVR, record every episode. You could do that. You could yeah. do that. That's fair. Yeah, if you have the channel. And and but people aren't using DVRs as much now either. I don't think. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. DVRs are pretty popular, especially on okay. services like, um, like Hulu. You can you can get TV through Hulu and also through YouTube even, and those have infinite DVRs. Built okay. In. It's not like I there's no hard that. drive. You just say, you know, record this, and then oh, it, once it, it airs, records it somewhere else, and then you can watch it whenever you mm-hmm. need to. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. So I stand corrected. I just knew that uh, people that I know don't have home DVRs that much anymore. Yeah. No, it's a, it's still a thing. My sister is still okay. rocking a TiVo, which is uh, <laughs> incredible to me. <laughs> they paid for a. a uh, lifetime subscription to TiVo. Okay. And so wow. now my brother-in-law refuses to to just get something more modern. <laughs> because I've got a lifetime subscription. Yeah. It's like, well, you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. So so we're dealing with that right now. And unfortunately, for for listeners and fans of the show, it's 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 harder to watch now. You know? It's kind of sad. So it is sad. Um, I would suggest that since, you know, the box sets of the DVDs that were originally so expensive, you can now go to your local used store and get them for very inexpensive. Your what? I'd say maybe $20 a box. Your local used store? What are you talking about? What's a local used store? Name one. Used store? Like, a, there? don't you have places around you where you can go and buy used DVDs? No. Where where would you go to buy a used DVD? Uh well there's Second and Charles. There's Disco Round. There's there's all these places around me that have used DVDs. I wouldn't I wouldn't know where to go to buy used DVDs. Here, like or, or anywhere. <laughs> I guess only around you. That's oof, that's in Atlanta you can go lots of places and get used DVDs. That's fascinating. I mean, yep. I would go to eBay, I guess, but you're probably going to get eBay would be a choice, and maybe Amazon would be a choice to get, like, you know, you go and buy on the secondhand market or something. Yeah. Um, used store. What other? What? <laughs> we, can, we can continue this conversation later. <laughs> used. What? I'm just surprised that this is not a thing that you're experiencing, but okay. It's, it's, um, it hasn't been a thing that I've, that I've experienced for a very long time. I feel like, like we're, we're speaking across uh, different <laughs> decades or something. <laughs> they still exist in Atlanta. 
Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that in other major cities you can still find places to go and buy uh, used DVDs. Wow, fascinating. Anyway, so I would I would go to eBay probably. Um, if if I wanted to buy used, there's still yeah. new copies you can buy on Amazon. And again, yeah, you can buy. And you can stream. Yeah, by you can buy digital. The digital copies. Yeah. Because so I hope that those people who have followed us to this point will continue to follow us and and continue to listen to Babylon Five, listen to Babylon Five, watch Babylon Five, and listen to uh, Conspiracy of Light. And at this point in time. In the past, from whenever this episode uh, actually uh, is published, we're actually airing now that Amazon's had their second their second run of Babylon. It's, 5. it's possible it used to be on Netflix. Then that's true. Yeah, I mean, if it that's came true. back on Sci-Fi or something like that, it could be on demand. I'm assuming Comet will have things on demand eventually because it's 2020. Um, right. Would it be funny if this episode publishes in a year that's not 2020? And I say that and people are like, whoa, when was this recorded? That's a dig at you, Woody. I know it's a dig at me. I feel it. I, I, I know she didn't pierce all the way to the heart, just a little bit. So I'm just bleeding just a little. For accountability, it is uh, February 5th, 2020, when we're recording this. <laughs> Please don't edit that out. <laughs> I think it's funny. Hostways a pain funny. in the ass. You heard it here first. <sighs> Sorry about that. No, no, you're right. Um, <laughs> we we've been playing with this uh, with this idea for a while, and uh, the problem is that uh, I just uh, there's a lot going on in my world, and I I really want this thing to to exist. I want it to be out there, but it does take me some time to get things done. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, we recorded the pilot episode in 2018, but who's who's counting? How long have we been waiting on the synapse? Let me think about that for a minute. Nobody knows what you're talking about. So. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you no, did man. put out a podcast that said, hey, it's coming, synapse. It's true. It's true. So uh, now, now that you're attacking <laughs> you me, I want to dig back. <laughs> yeah, now that you're attacking me, I want to I wanna change this, the subject. No, no. I'm, I'm, I, I just think it's like the the worst timing that this happened right when we're finishing season one. Yes. Right when, like, we just had a conversation about how, I, like, this is the best moment. Like, you you just sold it as all the pieces are in place. Now yes. let's play this game. Now things are going to get good. And yeah. now it's hard to hard to watch. And it's a shame, man. And and, and I've been reading about how the, the show, like, they're, Every there's no like good looking versions of them <laughs> because yeah. of of the way that the the show was made, the way the show was distributed. It's incredible. It's um, I think on Amazon they had the there were there were widescreen versions, which is how it was um, recorded originally, but then the special effects were all done in full screen. Because yeah. to save money, they just made it four by three for TV, and they didn't have widescreen special effects until season three. So in season one and two, if you see widescreen uh, effects, it's actually blown up, like it's zoomed in, so it looks even worse. So, oh, it's like there's it's it's fascinating, <laughs> the the you know preservation of video is is fascinating, but this show in particular. Yeah, so many conversations about this online because so many people like the show. Some people are making podcasts about it, believe it or not. 
That's that's true. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All the way in 2020, we're still making podcasts about it. Yep. Way back. If you were going to recast then. the show, assuming that 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 uh, Straczynski would even think of doing such a thing, which I don't really think would ever happen, is there anybody that you can see that would fit into the roles that you've seen so far? That's a fascinating question. I'm horrible at this game. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, whenever this comes up, I, I it's very rare. I can't. It's easy to be a Vorlon. I, you can cast anybody as a Vorlon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Vorlons would look so cool now. Like Vorlons look interesting, but but like it's you know it's it's a big plastic suit. <laughs> it's a toilet seat cover that's been painted really well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, with like one like cable on the inside moving an eyeball or something that's a vorlon um man i can't do you have someone like for sinclair or garibaldi or anybody you know i the problem is that i don't know a lot of contemporary actors my 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 vision of contemporary actors is filled with star wars and marvel and i got nothing after that Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. You mean, I don't know. I don't know. And a lot of these shows, it's like um, like when Battlestar Galactica got remade, Edward James almost was, was perfect. Adama, right? It's like, oh, right. man. He was a perfect sit-in for Lauren Green. Uh, but, but, but a different thing. It was like yes. a different take on who Adama could be. Right. Because but, the original I, Adama was like this fatherly... Ponderosa comes to space kind of guy. <laughs> well, my point is that that's one famous person, and I had no idea who anybody else was on that show. You know? Like, okay, so, that's so, true. So a show I, I like certainly this, didn't know, uh, I certainly didn't know um, uh, Boltar. Um, James McCallis? I've never seen him in anything else afterwards either. No. Well, no, I think I have seen him in things afterwards, but uh, I didn't know him then. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like that show made people like, you know, so you don't need like big names or anything like that. Just like the, like the, the Expanse is my favorite show. I've never seen any of those people anywhere. No, I haven't seen any of those people. <laughs> when it started, I was like, oh, this is just like Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. I don't know any of these people that had no affinity for anyone there. Um, but I do now. So, you know, I would, I would trust showrunners to do something good. What's like Firefly? I didn't know anybody, any of those people. True. Oh, I knew a lot of those people because I had watched other Joss Whedon stuff by that at that point. Where where um, were any of them on any Joss Whedon thing before Firefly? So Malcolm, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting all these names. Um, he was on Buffy. Maybe a small role. Nathan McFillin. Uh, he was Fillin. Nathan Fillin. Why, why can't I think? Nathan Fillin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. He was on Buffy. But like on an episode. Um, of, he was of in course, a... uh, let's see. Jane? Okay, Jane. No, I didn't know Jane. I did know Shepard Book. He was on Barney Fife, or Bar- Barney Fife. <laughs> I'm doing terrible here. This is just ad lib. Uh, he was on uh, Barney Miller, the cop show that was a comedy show back in the 70s. I'm unfamiliar. Ron Glass. Um, Gina Torres never heard of her until, until I, I never knew Gina Torres or yeah. yeah I didn't know a lot of those people it's or fair. Summer Glau it's I don't know Summer Glau I don't know any of these people Summer Glau wasn't 
like that that had to be her first thing. She was a baby. Well, I'm just saying she could have been an actress in something else. She could fair, have been. Fair. I don't know. I don't know any of those people. I, this is my my point being. I got out of answering your question by saying it doesn't matter. Yes. I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not good at this. I can't imagine. Because yeah. they're still even to, to this point, these aren't like iconic roles. Like I haven't gotten to a point. Like to me, Sinclair is Sinclair. You know. Yeah. Like to me, Ivanova is Ivanova. I can't. I can't imagine. You can't imagine them switching. being anything else, and you also can't imagine other people taking their place. Yeah. Ironically, I can't imagine even the actors that are playing these roles in anything else because I've never seen them in anywhere else. Okay. Fair enough. Like I haven't, I don't, I don't remember seeing Garibaldi in anything. I don't remember seeing Ivanova anywhere or Sinclair. No, but Peter Jurassic and uh, um, Andre Katsoulis were both on Star Trek. Y- yes. But you wouldn't have known it, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, uh, yeah, one of those things where a lot of unknowns come out of the blue and and become something as a result of becoming out of the blue. But I really like Kasha's career, where it's at now, how he's in all those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that booming voice of his. I, I would love to see whatever new spinoff they would do, but they've done three spinoffs of Babylon 5, and none of them are running right now, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, All but, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to, to start talking about... Season two, see where things are yes. going. Yes, I am ready for points of departure. Yes, um, so I'm. We- I'm still in shock. I cannot believe that it aired one week after in 1994. <laughs> that is so, so strange. I'd love to hear the story behind that. Like, what what was TNT thinking, or or did like, just like the season has a name? Did it ha- does it have a name now, or did it have a did it have a name back then? Was it always season two? You know, that part I don't know because I don't think they would like it wouldn't have been on a website that would have said, hey, this is the season called Signs and Portents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I mean is like in production. Right. Was that a thing that was happening? Just like we know that a lot of these episodes are recorded out of order. So, yeah, it affects kind of how you see the story. We've we've talked a little bit about about that kind of off off air. But it's just so interesting. Like they just. They just had the episodes in the bank, you know? Like, yeah. usually you don't, like, when was season two greenlit and they started production and season one hadn't aired yet, if if this is accurate, right? If, if we can so be accurate. So when it actually initially aired after the, the, the made-for-TV movie that was done, mm-hmm. there was a, a five-year arc agreed to at that time with TNT. Got it, got it, got it. Interesting. Because Straczynski wanted that five-year arc, is my understanding. Yeah. He had a plan. He had all of this well planned in advance. It's, I mean, that's 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 unheard of today, but it's still so strange. That it you was unheard would... of then. Yeah, I mean, it was, in, but in it's fact, still so strange. He was the first one to create story arcs as a regular part of television. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but again, one thing is story arcs. Another thing is to have it greenlit. So that like they had the money to, to to just start making season two before season one aired, it's possible that TNT just held on to them and was waiting for something. But it could be, yeah, that could be part of it. Yeah, it's like they they were you know they were they had some other show that they were showing at that time. 
I think the other piece was TNT was just starting to introduce their own personal programming mm-hmm. as opposed to just being a reruns channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the originals. Yeah. Hmm. No. I mean, they were TBS or t- TNT first and then TBS. I don't know how that went, but... Um, TBS is another channel. They're two separate it? channels. They're both owned by Turner and... But they're two separate channels, though. Okay. Yeah. They coexist. I, I will. They, st- they may okay. still coexist, I believe. All right. Yeah. Um, I think TBS is the station I grew up with. Gotcha. I had both. Okay. Yeah. But you're younger. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I can remember when it was Channel 17 in Atlanta, and that was the place I went to watch Star Trek. Gotcha. The gotcha. original yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. All right. We have really digressed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Wrap this up. All right. So uh, we're going to close this one out and just uh, be ready for next time with points of departure, uh, which will be points of departure for all of us. There will be... Spoilers. New things to think about. <laughs> and you'll have things you'll want to talk about, and I will too. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's uh, Mr. Rogers at Babylon 5. All right, Hostways, thank you so much for uh, talking to me about Chrysalis. And uh, for those who are actually listening to the podcast, thank you for sticking with us through thick, through thin, uh, through waiting, through whatever it was, whatever hurdles you jumped through to listen to us. We appreciate you very much. All right, say goodbye, Gracie. Come on, you're not going to fall for this? Nope. Pain in the ass. (laughs) Bye, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.